0: Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about how to stay motivated towards your property investment goals. How do you keep that motivation? And we're going to talk about the seven ways, seven ways you can stay motivated. And this is really important because when we initially surveyed you guys a couple of months ago and we said, well, what do you get out of this podcast? You know what? So many of you said... I get a lot of motivation. And actually, this has come from a recent review. I'll read it now rather than at the end. And this actually comes from Shells, who said, morning energy. And they said, listening to Ed and Andrew along with my two shots of coffee is the highlight of my morning. Gets me so pumped up. My husband has threatened to ban me from listening. Keep the great info coming. And I thought, well, let's actually talk about that motivation. Because as Andrew and I were sitting here, I said, you know what? Here's the thing. You can listen to this podcast, but you will not get the benefits. I can promise you this. You will not get the benefits from investing in property unless you go out and buy a house or an apartment or a townhouse or something. But you've actually got to invest. Knowledge is great and it's so good. Thank you so much for listening to the show. But you've actually got to go out and do something and invest if you're going to get the benefits. So if today is the day for you to talk to that mortgage broker, even if you think you're a bit marginal or or set up the automatic payments to that bank account so you can build up a deposit or talk to your folks about using that usable equity in their house so you can invest, then I hope that might be the day for you. But we're going to talk about these seven ways that you're able to stay motivated. Uh, number one for me, and again, we've talked about this, set goals. So we did that webinar, which I'll link to in the show notes, about the goals that people tend to set, real Kiwis actually set. So you can look at that data and watch that webinar. But the way I actually set goals is I'm a bit of a <laughs> a nerd, as you may or may not know. And I set quarterly, weekly, and daily goals. And Andrew knows this because I've shown them to him. So every quarter, I will set a goal or a series of goals for that quarter and say, this is what I would need to do over the next three months. Every week on a Monday, I then sit down and I say, well, what do I need to achieve this week so that I'm able to hit those quarterly goals? And then every day, most days, I sit down and I write down, well, what are the things I'm going to do today to achieve my weekly goal? My daily goals feed from a weekly goal and my weekly goal comes from the quarterly goal. And this is my way of project managing myself to make sure that I actually do it. Now, that might be a bit much for most people, but set some goals, plan to actually achieve them. That's
1: really the thing that I'm trying to get across here. Andrew, what's number two? So the one that I want to talk about next, Ed, is um, preparing for the worst case scenario so that you you do have a, uh, a plan for the worst case. And if something goes wrong, you're not discouraged by the outcome. And so this could be as simple as saying, hey, look, you know, worst case scenario, we can save $100 a week, and therefore it's going to allow us to buy a property in 2022 or something like that. Knowing that you might have bonuses come in that might allow you to get there sooner, but just have the worst case scenario there. And then also when you've started investing, start to think about, okay, what's the worst case interest rate? What's the worst case vacancy rate? What's the worst case for my budget? Again, so that if something goes wrong, all of a sudden, this just doesn't get too hard. And uh, all of a sudden, you decide, hey, I don't want to do this anymore and exit the market too quickly. So I think just having that realistic expectation, sending your goals to an ambitious level, but again, having kind of a worst case scenario as well as a you know, best case scenario.
0: Fantastic. Number three for me is to fill your social media feed with the good stuff. Now, this is actually one of my favorite hacks that I've ever done, which is I realize, like most people, that I spend so much time on social media watching and consuming a whole heap of stuff, which is not actually adding to your life. So I've started following people and clicking that little button on Facebook, which means that the good stuff comes up first, where I'm following The Economist or The New York Times or property-related people so that when I'm standing in the grocery line at the supermarket, Market, flicking through my Instagram, that I'm seeing the really good stuff that I'm thinking, oh, there are people that I actually want to hear from. So for me, those are some of the, the nerdy economics articles, but it could also be somebody like us, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are Opus partners, or somebody like Elsie Wolf, who is a really big listener of the show. Elsie, I know you're going to be listening to this. She posts great stuff about the renovations she's doing, or Five Houses in Five Years, which is a local lady Maya who's doing her thing. Or it could be any of the property investors' associations. All all of these people are really great people to follow so that you're seeing the stuff about property and it's keeping you motivated towards that. So fill your social media with the good stuff.
1: And actually mine follows on from that. My next one follows on from that, which is actually having support people around you and people that you can talk to, be it a professional, so someone like a property partner or a mortgage broker or an accountant or something like that, and or just friends that are on the same sort of journey and are positive. There's a lot of negativity out there and we all know that New Zealand can be pretty bad when it comes to tall poppy syndrome. Make sure you've got decent people who are uplifting and supporting you on your journey, be it property investment, be it anything, so that you you do have someone to give you some guidance in those tough times, but also to support you in the good times as well and to motivate you to go further.
0: Fantastic. Next one for me as well, which follows on from that is putting your goals in a a noticeable place for you, where you know it's going to find. So I always have my goals in my phone all the time. You might write your goals out and take a photo of them and make it the background of your phone, or you might put them on your refrigerator, which is always one of Andrew's favourite tips. But you've got to have them around you so that you're thinking about them all the time. Whether it is on your refrigerator or you've put it on your phone or you're carrying it on a piece of paper in your pocket, you've got to remember what your goal is. You can't set a goal and then put it in the desk drawer and just leave it you've got to be thinking about it so that you're moving towards
1: it. Andrew, what's number six? Don't deviate from your plan. So uh, if you've got your plan and you know that you want to achieve X number of properties within you know, a five-year period, make sure that you're doing that regardless of some of the negative things that come up, i.e. if you have a one month of vacancy, for example, and that kind of made you feel a little bit upset, you still have to stick to your plan because long-term it will all even out. So you just need to be sure of what that plan is at the start And then make sure that you're always sticking to it. Same as a gym membership.
0: Fantastic. I'll go on to number seven before we will do your, your last one as a bit of a bonus as a number eight. My number seven is don't be afraid to have tough conversations with yourself. Now, if you see me walking around Christchurch or Auckland, <laughs> talking to myself, I talk to myself <laughs> so much. So it's quite, do you know what, just a wee, wee story. It's quite embarrassing because sometimes I'll be walking out of the office at 10 o'clock at night or whatever it is and I'm having this big conversation with myself and then somebody like starts walking the other way and I think, oh gosh, I've seen me talking to myself. But often, it's okay to have 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 tough conversations with yourself sometimes and be like, actually, I don't think I'm on track towards my goal. Actually, I think I need to change some things because maybe I need to, and I frequently do this, I'll say I need to stop learning. It's now time for me to stop doing. Whatever I'm working on, I might be reading a lot of reserve bank economic reports while I'm preparing to write my own. And there's a point where I've got to stop reading and actually start doing and put my thoughts to paper. And sometimes I pull myself up on that as well. So it is important sometimes to have tough conversations with yourself. Be kind, but sometimes you've got to actually. Actually realise perhaps you're not on track all the time and you need to reach out to somebody to help you out, whether it's a mortgage broker or somebody else.
1: And the last one we want to talk about is um, celebrating your success. And uh, look, again, we deal in property transactions all day, every day, and certainly with as many of my clients as I possibly can, I ring them all and say, hey, well done, you've just gone unconditional. Hey, well done, you've just settled. Well done, you've added to your portfolio. I think it's really important to actually take time out and recognise that that's a massive accomplishment. And if you're doing this with your partner or wife, go out for a drink and celebrate. Go out for dinner and celebrate. Take your friends out and tell them what you've done. Tell them to use over as partners. I've just, I think it's really important to actually acknowledge that by doing these things and making these sacrifices, you're making your life better off in the future. And that's, that's awesome. You need to remember to celebrate it. And we also want to say thank you to somebody
0: like Shells who's left this awesome review that's made us motivated to be like, yeah, we're going to hit the podcast. I mean, we're going to do it anyway, to be honest we've kind of made the commitment to every single day but it makes us more motivated to do the research and produce the best show possible for you guys to keep you guys motivated as well so it's almost this wonderful reciprocal thing where you motivate us we try and motivate you now with that please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the show it really does help us get the message out to more and more people and hey if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I and that motivation that you need to become an even more successful property investor or to become a property investor, then why not come along to our live events? We're coming to Christchurch, Wellington, and Auckland in mid-September. So Tab we'll swipe over the cover art so that you can register for this free event. I'll drop a link into the show notes. Or you can also go to opuspartners.co.nz slash pod event. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get
1: the most out of the excellent property market. Until next time.